Welcome to the Joe Contractor Show, a podcast created by three regular Joes. The Joe Contractor Show is a place where trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners looking for solid advice and amusement can hear stories of great success and great failure in the turbulent and unpredictable world of construction. On the Joe Contractor Show, we dig deep into the realm of remodeling and construction. We chat with construction trade professionals, business owners, and homeowners alike. We support local independent contractors and those who put their trust in the hands of these capable and hardworking business owners and tradespeople. We discuss construction and home maintenance from multiple angles, and we do it with compassion, purpose, and humor. Listen as Lori Merrick and Sam, along with a wide variety of guests, explore topics related to construction, homeownership, small business creation, and more. A quick reminder, don't forget to send your questions to questions at joecontractorshow.com. And after you've done that, please take a moment to hit the like button, subscribe, or talk about us tomorrow morning at the local coffee shop. We appreciate feedback and critique, and it lets us know that you're out there and that you care. Here we go. Um, welcome, everyone, to the Joe Contractor Show. Uh, it's been a little while since we did one. It has. Again, excited to see you guys. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Same here. So, uh, Lori, Merrick, and myself, we're, we're all here again today. Uh, we won't bore you with too much of an introduction, but we are excited to say that uh, progress is being made on the Joe Contractor app, which we don't talk a ton about. Yet. Yet. But it is coming out, and uh, really it's going to be um, a very beneficial tool for smaller contracting outfits, um, especially companies of, you know, where you're the only employee maybe, or you've got like five or ten employees. So um, that look for that software in uh, the first quarter of 2023, which is coming up. So Very exciting. We, yeah, we are so excited. So if we're that excited, just imagine how the people are going to be that use it. I know I, I have like a hard time putting a whole bunch of excitement into my voice, but I am super excited about this. <laughs> it is, it has been a, it has been a long time coming, and uh, only through this fantastic partnership and all of the rest of what we've done has it really started to fully materialize and um, things are things are looking great well, so not just a business venture it's also something that we need too yeah it's it's 100 percent something day. we need it's fun it's easy it works it's uh it's a powerful tool in a in a really complete package that isn't overly complex yeah so, so stay tuned yeah yep. yeah and we have a guest today and uh, Merrick, since this is your guest, I'm going to allow you to do the introduction. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very happy to have Mary Belfry on our show today. Um, Mary, I did a bunch of work on Mary's house last year and also spent a lot of time drinking coffee and hanging out with mm. Mary also. <laughs> so we, we built a friendship as well. And Those are the um, best kind of clients. I yeah, love I that. Yeah. Yep. So. Let's hope so. <laughs> well, he's done with the project, right? That's right. And you're here, you're here and you're smiling. I know. I, got the, I wasn't sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. oh. I got the invite. So yeah. well, you can be friends now. The job is done. Yeah, I wanna, I, I'll jump right in with a quick question about that. Okay. Um, I've noticed over the years that uh, there's like 
there's like these stages of grief, sort of, but there's stages of construction grief that people go through. And it's sort of like, and it's not all grief, but it's just emotional states that you go through. And so you get really excited when you find the right contractor. And then you wait for a while to get things going and you get super excited when the demolition happens and <laughs> and then nothing happens forever and you get really disappointed and and then the project finally finishes and you get pretty excited again and then and then you realize like they need a big check and then you hate them for a little while <laughs> and then what I've always found you guys know the process oh, you, yeah. you went through this yeah. Oh, yeah what I've always found is like the best projects and the best clients are the ones where after like six months, they finally realized just how great things are and how much it's improved their life, this project that happened. And then they come back to you and they're like, I love you. You know, so it is right. that, do you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say. Yeah, let's hear your process. I know, I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I kind of went through it, but I just I want to see if that. Here's, here's our situation. It wasn't a project that we were super excited like we were going to spend all this money like on a new kitchen or new bathrooms it was a forced project because uh. of the damage we had to our house and it just kept on coming what kind of damage was it um well it started with um we needed a new roof okay and then i i could go on and on and write a book but but well, you're, you're here to tell a story. You go, you go right ahead. <laughs> How long to have? <laughs> and then what happened? One of the major things I had before Merrick started working for us, I had had our two bedrooms upstairs, our master, and another bedroom painted. We have an old house, you know, everything that goes with that. And I what year of house? What year? Yeah, I don't know because oh. <laughs> pre. During COVID? Oh, no. What year was the... Uh, was the house built? Was the house built. Oh, the house built. Sorry. I thought you meant when the project was done, because no, no, no. I don't even know that. <laughs> um, 1936. Okay, that gives it, us a good image. Yeah. yeah. All brick home, and it was insulated when it was built, which we discovered. Oh. And so the um, before Merrick came, I started to smell um, something in our bedroom. Okay. And it was right behind me in, when I was laying in the bed. And it just kept getting worse and worse. Pretty soon I had my nose to the wall and realized and looked and had a couple bubbles and realized we had major water intrusion issues. Was this from winter ice damming or mm -mm. something else? This was years of stuff building mm. up, drip, drip, drip. First and floor, second we, floor. Yeah, which second one? Floor. Second, second floor. floor. And what we realized at the end of the day, when Merrick called me with not great news, this was after we had done a lot of work, and he said, I hate to tell you, because by then we'd blown in insulation. So I'm kind of fast-forwarding here, mm -hmm. but it tells us what was wrong, is that um, the there was condensation. In our attic, they had staple-gunned that silver insulation which we found out should never have been there and there was water seeping there and it was seeping right down into that area the condensation condensation, condensation. So it was condensing water on top of it because it's trapped yeah all trapped those yeah. years because then it ended up being in every bedroom oh. and 
<laughs> so that was the issue, but we didn't discover because we did have to have it mitigated by a professional company, professional mitigator. And uh, so they took care of that, but then later, when we thought everything was done, Merrick went up to the attic and he said, we've got wet insulation still because that condensation we weren't aware was as bad as it was, yep. which was no fault of, of Merrick's. So then we went to wall two and cut open an exploratory hole. That insulation, that old insulation was black. So we pulled down that wall, then another wall in another bedroom, pulled down a ceiling in a den, pulled out our whole foyer wall ceiling because there was water from the um, vent pipe. And that was a fiasco because the plumber... Um, thought the the rusted out area was like here. It was like, let's say, two feet above, um, two feet below the ceiling, bedroom ceiling. And so he fixed that. And then what he didn't realize is that two feet below the hole, that was also corroded, but he couldn't see it. So that op- we had to open up again. <laughs> Right. So it was just opening, reopening, closing, you know. So you had more moisture. You had that plumbing. Uh, so the the plumbing stack was broken open, so you had moisture coming from that, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. So you had lots going and, on. And on the outside of the house, um, we had to have all the fascia, old fascia, removed because we had crown molding fascia which, as you know, does not work to apply gutters to. Right. And continually was pushing water down also into those walls. Okay. So they did an incredible job with the carpentry, had an incredible team, and they redid all that, painted it, got it back up, looks gorgeous. And then we had old copper gutters removed, and new cop- copper gutters put up. That's what I call a non-sexy job. Oh, God, <laughs> it's that's not a, a kitchen. Uh, not no. A it's oh, like, not man. a bathroom. Like and it's all, like anxiety-producing just to think about it, even from the contracting side. Because, I think we were holding our breath. <laughs> I know, because, because it's like all of us are sitting there trying to diagnose exactly, like, okay, where would I have started? Yeah, right. And, you know, but where was the problem? But, you know, the thing is, as a... As a contractor, I mean, most of us just have a true desire to help people get their problems fixed. Mm -hmm. But um, when you get into something like that, you have to look at the client and and say, like, I have no idea. I have no idea how how big this is going to be. Don't be mad at me. Don't kill the messenger. But there's a lot of problems here. Yeah. Well, we were just hired to do the exterior trim. That was the original, oh, and then maybe oh, one wall right. of sheet. I think it was a little bit of interior. That one wall that had already been Medicated. demoed. We thought we'd, you know, we we're doing one wall, yep. painting a bedroom, doing the exterior stuff, and then, you know, as we got in, it just one thing after another. We got, you know, had all the, you know, the the A team out there though. We had uh, yep. Dustin, who was a guest on our, has been a guest mm-hmm. on our show. Yep, Troy, who'd be he'd be a good yep. he'd be a good Troy Morehead. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. 
Yeah, I had a client a few years back that um, they had a little bit of rotted trim around a couple of windows, and six hundred thousand dollars later, we were done with right. their work. Oh. I mean, literally, yeah. I laugh. You know, Brandon and Chelsea, if you're listening, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> <Don't> laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, it just ended up. You know, the things like that. Um, and and some I don't know what you guys think about this, but I think some of the things that people, the mistakes that some contractors make, um, or some carpenters or some people in the trades, cause it's not a contracting thing necessarily. But anyway, um, you take an old house that was built a certain way that breathes a certain way. Right. And then you apply these new things to it and you create these problems that the house was never, would have never had otherwise, mm-hmm. but now you've introduced this new thing. And right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a, it happens all the time. There's no one way to do anything in these old houses and it might be like five different ways even in the same house and and people think insulation is like so non-sexy but man that's the most important piece (laughs) and I like to train my carpenters we just did this yesterday we were in a basement and I said you know what are you guys going to do with these walls what would you what would you do I like to ask them and they're like uh do you see anything wrong and they're like I go, look down and see that mold there, you know, that, but it's not wrong. The builder built it to the code at that time, right? right? Mm-hmm. So you used to put the plastic against the basement walls. Then you'd throw some fiberglass insulation that had faced on it, faced <laughs> fiberglass. So there you go. You've got a double vapor barrier and for sure you got mold. <laughs> I mean, how <laughs> many houses got mold? it wasn't done wrong no, at right, that point, right. you know, but it, the, it was, it's a moving target on the old houses. And I think we I think it's not moving as much anymore, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah. You get stuck in there, you know, you could, you could have that house that, yeah. you know. Well, what I appreciated about Merrick is that even though it was a moving target, our project, we um, always met and did, you know, brainstorming or here's what we are going to do or do you want to do exploratory holes, you know. Where do you want? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Luckily, we had insurance that was covering a fair amount yeah. And and also having a good contractor that will help document all that photographs and everything that Merrick did really helped us so that I could get as much money as I, you know, possible from the insurance mm-hmm. company. Yeah, that's a big claim to have to put in. Yay Merrick. Yeah, yeah good job. <laughs> Yay Merrick. <laughs> and so we never really um well, I don't know what kind of client I was other than I really tried to be appreciative. I think that's important for whoever's listening here is that you have to be appreciative of your contractors because it's hard. It's hard to meet everybody's needs. And uh, so I hope we did that. I made cookies on Fridays. Oh, that goes a long way. (laughs) (laughs) Cookies are the best. I'm like, I'm going to make these guys love me. Yeah. (laughs) I never understand why somebody wants to piss off a contractor or, or not work with them when, you know, when you're going to get the best. If you, the, you bring those cookies on, man, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know why not? You know, and, you, and seeing them, you know, these carpenters and tradespeople, they work, you work hard. You're not you choosing hard. this career just to, you know, lollygag your way through life. No, well, it was true. hot that summer. Oh. So that. Had end. you had any major projects done prior to that you know like throughout your life have you um, been involved in other big um, construction in our projects old house we had a first and second floor addition put on yeah and with that a master bath and um 
we had an old house then too. And so we really worked hard with the company to make sure that it flowed well. And uh, we did have a disaster with that. And it was the contractor. Oh, right. <laughs> and it was, um, well, I won't use the full term here, but it, it was, <laughs> we went out of town and I was pregnant at the time and couldn't be around some of the um, varnishes. Sure. So we left and whatever. And so we got home and I went to, you know, like you do, you go to feel that new wood and how nice it's going to be and the new varnish is on. It was rough because they didn't sand it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how could you possibly think that was a good job? Right. Yeah, I used to do that kind of work. So did you, I'm sure, right? You've, have yeah. you done any lacquering or anything like that? But not not. Not much, but I mean, I understand the process enough to know not to. Yeah, I've done a lot of enamel. I've done a lot of sprayed enamel, which is you know similar. Same idea. Spray and you sand and you spray and you sand. Yeah, you go through with a sanding sealer. You seal the whole thing. It pulls up the grain. You you sand it, and then you can go over it two or three times with lacquer or whatever. And it turns out beautifully smooth. Clearly, we shouldn't have left town. No. (laughs) Well, they shouldn't have done that. No. So the contractor was had to be held accountable, and and were they? Yeah, and I said I don't oh, want good. them back in her house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, find somebody else. Right. Cool. So, and, and that's another challenge as a contractor. You come in, and your client may have trauma from a previous construction project. That's kind of what I was wondering. You know why I asked? Because yeah. it, generally speaking, people their first one um, doesn't it, it doesn't all go well. And then if you catch them, like the the people who have gone through a lot of projects and they're more seasoned about it, they're like, oh, yeah, I know where I know where we're at here with this and, and that and whatever. But mm-hmm. not to excuse someone not doing a good job. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If someone, you know, it, sometimes and it's we all know there's people in our industry who do these types of things. Sometimes it is sort of. Um, if you're out of town and you're not looking and, and maybe they can kind of slip one by you or something, there are people that will do that sort of stuff. And that really pisses me off. I, I make a point of telling my clients they can't leave town while we're on their project. Mm-hmm. They, unless if it's only for a little bit or something like that, and that we can have communication through FaceTime or pictures and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, um, expectations are just so different from everybody's eyes and they're gone and they come back and they could be shocked because that's not what they had. It looked on paper, it looked fine, but you know, in actuality it was, it, they weren't happy with it. Um, so, if, so I try to have my clients stick around town. That's funny. Yeah. I, I would, um, if anyone's listening and ever wants to hire me, do it when you're out of town. <laughs> I love it when people are gone, but, um, I love it when people are gone, but generally I am, you know, I don't have a lot of people working with me. It's me doing my tile work now and stuff. And I am so meticulous about everything that I like. Don't get me wrong. I don't really love the clients (laughs) being around all the time. (laughs) Right. It's a, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's, it's tough for everyone, but in the end you want you as a client, Mary, you want to pay for a good product and we want to provide a good product and be paid well to do it. So Yeah. And I would have now, I did remember one other thing we did, and it was before you came, Eric, and we did that bathroom for uh, John, my husband, in the basement. 
wasn't crazy about them. Yeah, so you'd had a couple of experiences where you yeah. weren't thrilled. I mean, the other was years and years ago, 30-plus okay. years sure. ago. But this one was beforehand. And uh, So do you, th- do you think, uh, I'm, I'm just guessing what, that it's very important. Are you, do you look for a good fit? Is that what you're looking for? That, Ab- at, maybe absolutely. not that first one, but after you realize how important that was, right? right? Absolutely. And I you know, clearly didn't call him back, so that was a clear <laughs> sign. I wasn't going to even give him an opportunity right. to talk yeah. to us about this. And so I heard about Merrick, and it was a great fit. And how did you hear, like, what, what, how did you, you find a contractor? Like, what process did you use? Well, you know, I have used um, Nextdoor, but I find it to not be terribly reliable. And oh, that's interesting. Hmm. So, you, so next door, huh? No, that's not where she found me. But no, that's but, not no, where you, I found But you've Mer- used Merrick. next door before. I have. Yeah. And Fly I by got this guy that um, <laughs> put our um, uh, hot water heater in, and he was supposed to come back and do some other things, the dryer vent and something else. I paid him. You know, for a chunk of, you know, because that was the only last thing. And he disappeared. Oh, no. And uh, he'd gotten these rave reviews. And I'm like, okay. I got on and didn't give him a rave (laughs) review. Maybe his friends. I'm trying to think. I think I just did a Google search, and that's how I found you. Mm -hmm. Well, you told, uh, because I always ask when I go up to the estimate, where did you hear about us? And yeah, it was a Google search for rot repair. Hmm. Which, oh, so you had like a keyword in your... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. I put... Because I'm really good about keywords. Yeah. Yeah. So keyword and that's how Mary. And then you were up. looking for... Then when you met him, you're like, mm, this is the guy? Or or yeah. had you done enough research previous to meeting him? Yeah, anybody? I'd done enough and I just... I don't know. I just had a... I think because I'd had um, experiences before where I kind of went against my gut feel. mm mm-hmm. Which for me is, you know, that's kiss always a bad death. idea. And, well, <laughs> no, no matter, I know it never works, no matter no, what. No, no. no it um, so I didn't have that feeling. And then when Merrick came up with the drawings for the fascia and spent time, and I think you came over when the adjuster was there too, the insurance adjuster. Yep, I, I stepped right in to represent them, even on the things that were already in. You know, in motion over there. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and usually I'd call people. Mary and I'd be like, could you put a pot of coffee on? I'll be over in yeah, right. a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> and our, and the, um, we use Sheridan. I'm going to give them a, a sure. uh, Sheridan Steel, is it? They do the um, copper gutters. Mm. It's Sheridan Sheet Metal. Oh, Sheet Metal. Is the yeah. Name. They are incredible because um, copper gutters are real um, art. Yep. And mm-hmm. they do the Euro um, style, five inch, you know, um, what do you call it? And them? they custom, Half moon. custom bent them for custom, you. Custom, yeah, they yeah. do them right, the old one. right there. They solder them together right there on, on yeah, site, I think. Yeah. Or? And you know, they came up with the design, Merrick, and, and the, the guy that works for them on how they could work with the front of our house where we'd had some major issues with water intrusion. And it, it really has worked. Oh, that's great. So, great. And, yeah. and I made a great relationship with them. So now anytime a client needs some gutters in, in a nice neighborhood, I hook <laughs> them straight up with yeah. 
Sheridan sheet metal. And then anytime Sheridan sheet metal has some rotten fascia that they need to get sure. fixed, they call us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I was thinking, um, we had a, we had a total, we had like a big screw up on her project right near the end. So, right. you know, you get <laughs> <laughs> not to your, oh, the, the uh, sheet rack. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. The guy. So we, you know, we go through all of the different things, you know, we've, we've had this surprise and that surprise and the budget's gone up and, you know, we're playing, you know, like it's kind of like this roller coaster in the relationship throughout the entire thing. And you think that you're getting to the end and that's all behind us. And then why don't you tell, you could tell us. <laughs> so, and, you know, because I just prefaced this by saying I had lived with, we had done all of our hardwood floors while we lived in the house, not long before this project. And so I had learned to live kind of in chaos, which was good. Um, (laughs) Because everything was covered up. Oh, and that's the other thing. Merrick and his crew were excellent on covering everything. In fact, when they were mitigating that one wall, your first time kind of in the house, he redid their taping of everything down because he said, it's terrible. It's going to get into your bed. So anyways, um, we had done that in the living room. And so when this guy came in to do the final sanding of the sheetrock and mudding and all of that, his, I don't know, vacuum cleaner or whatever it is, blew up. Anyways, there was dust (laughs) everywhere. And, you know, we have a lot of old... Uh, pieces <laughs> so there is dust but what Merrick did was he hired a cleaning crew to come in that's the only way to fix that yeah your carpenters <laughs> can't really do that good of a job no. yeah so thank you thank you that that meant a lot well first we sent the first I you know and, and this was all unpaid obviously because it was our mistake and you know I sent you know we had my sent my team over to you know, to do the pre-cleaning. And then I went over there myself to make sure that, you know, everything was ready to go. And then we sent the house cleaners in, in afterwards. And, you know, my biggest concern at this point was, did I tank the relationship? Because of all the other little things along the way, Sure. you know, you just, there's just only so much that a homeowner or any human can right. take. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, that's... um I mean, throughout the years, that's controlling the the cleanliness of the job site, especially dust, but it can be anything. Like, um, that's like the biggest differentiator for me between mm-hmm. who I consider to be a good tradesperson or a good contractor or a good subcontractor. Like, if you are, if, if you're leaving the place in a chaotic mess all the time, even if you're doing good work, I don't consider it a, you've a very good you know, tradesperson. I just don't. Yeah, I, I have, I've had uh, con, uh, clients say that, uh, you know, they, they'll be talking to somebody else about me and it might be in the same room at a party or whatever because now they're my friends. We're done with the job. Yeah. And, uh, and they said, they're, they're so clean. I'm like, that's what you remember? We were so clean? What about the project? Oh, no. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to remember we're in, we're in people's homes doing, doing this work right in their space. And mm-hmm. 
making a mess is just sort of disrespectful in some way. So, Mary, I would like to talk about, sorry, I'm saying uh, something because uh, a lot of uh, listeners, I'm sure all of them out there and all these clients want to hear about budget, right? Why would, so if you are hiring a contractor, you should go with the lowest bid, right? It shouldn't really matter except for going with the lowest price. And that's what some people are going to say. And then I'm going to ask you, I want to hear your take on that. Um, I'd pay more. I, I would in a heartbeat and probably because, well, for two reasons, you know, it's your, you pay, you know, you you get get what what you pay pay for. for. Yeah. And, and, and Mary's a rather frugal person. What? Like, <laughs> have, you, have you met my husband? What are you talking about? I get my nails done. I get. We're not uh, that good friends, Mary. I go to the best hairdresser in town. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about if you were to rephrase that as Mary? Uh, Mary frugal. Mary can oh. find frugality in certain aspects of her life. How about that? She's, would, would that work? I she's aware so. of, she's paying attention to the to dollars, the dollars. Oh, is, is what I'm saying. Yes. There yeah. we go. Yes. Yeah, there, I, I knew, I I knew kind of what you were driving at. So, yes, yeah. I do pay attention to, to that. So, yeah. um, but Which as is far fair. As, yeah, as far as your question, um, no, I'm not going to go with the lowest. And, you know, part of it is um, we're, I have my own business and I've always been self-employed. And I would tell clients, you know, yes, I'm more expensive, but... You can go to that person, and they're not going to deliver. Yeah. Right. I'll deliver. And I think that's nice to hear out loud from a client instead of the contractor saying I mean, saying I feel like that. you kind of set her up on that one. I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would have I said it. I liked it. I liked it. Nonetheless. I, I, I would have said it, really. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's, um, you know, you're, you're driving home the point that, yeah, it, if... If you only have, if you have a $10,000 budget and that's all you can ever spend and, you, and you're, and you're not really concerned about the quality, then fine. Spend mm-hmm. what you spend on whatever you want. But if you're really serious about any project, it is, it, it, I can't believe the amount of wasted money people have spent and then they have to get things fixed afterwards. Yeah. yeah. You have to find people who can actually do the work. And Mary, I think you said it just a little bit ago about your gut feeling, you know, mm-hmm. that sometimes it's not about money, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about that gut feeling and the relationship yeah. in a bigger project for sure. But Sam, mm-hmm. you're right. in something small, maybe, you know, I mean, I don't begrudge people the fact that they, you know, they only have a limited amount of resources right. and they need this thing done and they just get it done cheaply. Right. And it, right. and they live with it and they're, they're content with it because that's all they had right. and that's what they wanted, you know, mm-hmm. but that's not, um, that doesn't mean call me and expect me to do it for that. Right. You know, cause I can't. Right. And so. I think that's something, um, people's expectations, you know, they have this thing in their head where, well, I can get this much done for that amount of money and why can't you do that and it's um i sold real estate for a number of years and it's the same thing when somebody says well i want that house and i'm like well but you don't have the money right, <laughs> right. i could you go can't. out to rogers and buy a house for three hundred fifty thousand. i'm not going to show you <laughs> right. that house right yeah. it's right. the same mindset people yeah. want something they can't Ford. Yeah. And 
So, or they go with less, right? You know, once they kind of see what the reality yeah, is. Yeah, I've run into, I've, I've helped some people out who I have the utmost respect for. They just didn't have a lot of resources and they want to figure out how to get it done cheaply. And here I know these people who can help right. me out and, mm-hmm. and I'll do this little part of it. It'll make the end result a little nicer and, right. you know, work with them. But yeah. You yeah, know, I definitely, there's, I will work at in phases or I'll, you know, I'll say what, what part can you do? Yep. Or how about we get it up to this point and then we'll revisit this for phase two, you know, so there's a lot of options without, uh, um, every, without, uh, making, you know, without, with the client not spending, you know, on a budget, client on a budget right. and the contractor making enough to make ends meet yep. so that people, it's a win-win. Right. Yep. All right, you guys. Well, we are, we're midway through. Let's take a brief break here and come back in a little bit and we'll figure out, we'll figure out some more questions for you, Mary. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will be back to the show after a few quick ads from our valued sponsors. Wonder Woman Construction is a Minneapolis-based, woman-owned, residential and commercial construction and electrical company. Lori and her team pride themselves on their commitment to long-term green and sustainable building practices, and they apply their deep understanding of building science to each project they take on. They are dedicated to the complete satisfaction of every client. One more thing that you absolutely cannot miss about Wonder Woman Construction is the fact that every employee loves what they do and truly enjoys working with each other. The best projects are those that are done by happy people. And Wonder Woman Construction is full of happy people. Visit WonderWomanConstruction.com to get started on your happiest project ever. Kinetic Legacy is the company that powers the Joe Contractor app. Their unique platform blends the good parts of social tech with their one-of-a-kind data organizing system, giving communities, large and small, a safe, private space to stay connected and to keep information and memories organized. If you and your community have a shared purpose or passion and are looking for a better way to stay connected, contact Kinetic Legacy today at kineticlegacy.us. Find out how groups from contractors to campers, tribal communities, unions, and alumni organizations are finding their way to meaningful new spaces in this increasingly digital world. Again, that's kineticlegacy.us. Reader Home Restorations is a Minnesota-based, full-service residential general contracting company specializing in the repair and painting of historic homes. Whether your home needs repairs, painting, or remodeling, Reader Home Restorations has got you covered. We understand that every home, client, and project is unique. At Reader Home Restorations, we pledge to give you a long-lasting product while paying close attention to client questions and concerns. Check us out at www.readerhomerestorations.com. That's Reader, spelled with two E's, homerestorations.com. The Joe Contractor Show doesn't let just any old company put an ad in the middle of a show this important. They have to pay us. Send us an email if you're certain your business should be featured on our show. Okay, let's do the second half, everyone. Right. Second half. I was just, I've been thinking during the break about, you know, because it, it, 
it goes two ways, right? It's like what you know, goes you, two ways? The, the relationship with a client yep. like, and a contractor. Yep. It's like you could have a really good contractor and a client that's not good and the project's going to go wrong or, or vice versa. You know, you could have somebody that's really an attentive, good client that gets a rotten contractor. Totally. And, and uh, one of the really special things about that project and working with Mary was the fact that she has the experience as a small business owner. She has the experience nice. as yeah. a realtor. So right. when yeah. these things would come up, when I would explain them to her, they made sense. And it wasn't like all my fault. It was like, well, this is just what happens with old houses. And this is how things go sometimes. Yep. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, you could almost, you could almost do with giving personality tests, both sides and saying, mm -hmm. you know, just like they do in business, like we'll, because like I'm not a phone clipped to my belt, clipboard in my hand kind of contractor who's really great with all of the numbers. I'm more of a artistic sort of thing, or so you know, like, <laughs> and that doesn't work for everyone, and I totally understand that. But um, but in the end, I'm gonna get the job done, and it's it's gonna be great. But there are people who, no matter how good I did for them, they're not gonna be happy with the way it went you know, some part of it, the whatever, some part of it. So, and then other people I get along with super, super well, and you sit and have coffee and whatever, and you, the project goes sideways a little bit, but you work through it and it's all great. And right. So, yeah. Yeah. I always tell every, my clients that, you know, we're going to get along at the beginning and not in the middle and then again at the end. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's helpful to let them know what to expect. Yeah. That all hell will break loose in the middle and, but we'll, everything will end up fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's nodding and smiling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know yeah, it's kind of a points. sad thing in a way, though, to have to be in that position. But it's like I don't have to do that with my my three day to three week projects so much because they're it's a smaller portion of it right. mm -hmm. I'm doing now. But I know, you know, any three month to six month project, you better tell them that. Right. You better let them know that you're, you're not going to like me for a while, right. but it's not because I'm not going to get this done. And if everything right. goes great, then even better. But you don't want to get them. You know, I, used to, I think I've said this before. I used to be an optimist and say, oh, oh, no, that's easy. And I never say that anymore because oh, then yeah. that means less dollars. It just means that we can do it. Or things are going to go really well because they never do. And, and rarely they do. And every now and then, you know, it's a nice surprise. So I never want to get anybody's hopes up at all until right. we're done. Well, one thing I noticed um, is how good Merrick is with his team in meeting with them to communicate what's going to happen and what needs to get done. And I could see that. I mean, I was home. And that makes a huge difference. Um, I did recently have an experience with, we had concrete work done. Mm -hmm. And it, I can't say who they are, but they are one of the top concrete companies. And it was a disaster, one was after really? the other. And I ended up becoming the project manager oh, no. and had to check everything. And it was the most frustrating, and they still have to come back in the spring. And I think I wanted them to call Merrick and say, I am not this horrible person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I am so really you, not. I'm really not. Were you worried that, that, that 
Oh, I'm sure they saw my name come through and they were just like, oh, no. Oh, Mary, don't answer that call. Mary Belfry's back. Yeah, do you feel... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to talk to her. Do you feel but, like you can be picky about things like that? Like, well, do you think... Well, you, here's... I can give you an example. Or were you being picky even? Okay. Um, no. Yeah. Because I went out on the front steps when it was just the footings. I mean, this was $32,000. What, what kind of project can I ask? Yeah. Concrete, yeah. A concrete um, walkway Okay. and new steps. Yeah. And then people think it's crazy, but we did the public sidewalk <laughs> because we live in Minneapolis and it was going to take forever and it was in terrible shape um, for a number of reasons. So I don't even know the process. Otherwise, you'd what? Submit to the city and right. wait, wait well, two years. It, it's not it's your, two years you, back have to pay for it anyways right you, they assess you they assess you're yeah. assessed yeah. and it's a it's a terrible job I right. mean, all you have to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no it sounds like you did the right thing to yeah. just get it no done. and it yeah. wasn't you know and we had to get it done right it's your away. sidewalk right. you know you're gonna so pay for it yeah we could have done five or we we're on a corner lot or oh. we could have done 13 squares so we yeah. did 13 okay so we've got these front steps and i walked out there and i said to my husband, these seem small. They just seem not big enough. And it was just the footings, so I measured, and they were, and then we took the old railings and, you know, put them up. They were nine inches too short as far as depth from door to the front. Now, to me, that's not two inches. That's nine and then, so they had to redo those. Then, the part that comes up to meet your front steps, that, so they finished, they pulled all that up, they laid down the new part, and I look, and that's over too far, and there's a six inch gap. Six, uh, I'm like, how do you not see this? So like the apron off the end of the steps that meets with the yes, sidewalk. Yes, that's the word. Yep. yep. And then <laughs> the terrace steps, which are your steps, you know, as your contractors know, the ones right by your sidewalk, those were all off, short and lopsided. And so they wow. ripped those out. Well, then now there's pebbles, like, like little rocks. Yeah, Not so like the tiny. aggregate. Yeah. Like, and we paid for this um, expensive concrete. <laughs> like I suspect paid, I know which we, outfit you're We paid it, more for this concrete right. so it would look old. But mm. I'm like, the guy said, well, that's just old looking. And I go, <laughs> yeah, go look at the 1936 sidewalks. Right. right. So, right. I, and I'm not very Minnesota like. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to hold my own. And sure. so I said, you have to come back and do this. And they added a step there. Um, John and I looked at pictures, and we're like, these aren't the same. So they even added a step, and it doesn't need one. Man, where do you so, cut your losses on that one? I don't know. I know, and it sounds Jeez, like... Um, one after another. And the guys that worked on it swore. And if I will tell anybody, you know, they had loud music, and they were swearing... And it wasn't just like... Oh, they're like my uncles or something. 
Not delicate. <laughs> not so del- rough. If I want to say rough. there's delicate swearing and then there's hardcore swearing. And I swear, but boy, our neighbors complained. Whoa. Yeah. That... No, you want nice people. Yes. <laughs> and cigarette butts. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Concrete yeah. dudes. They need to work on their company it culture. It is not 1950. I mean, seriously. You know? Or well, 70. Concrete is hardcore. It is. It is. I have a lot of... A lot of experience with the uh, world of stucco and concrete and whatnot. And I, I mean, that roughness is fine, but yeah, no, that's, um, that's funny. Cause it, this is the homeowner show, right? Yeah. I, like, like mm-hmm. I always told anyone, uh, roofing can be a little bit rough too. Oh. And I had a roofer who mm-hmm. was flicking cigarettes off the top of the roof and swearing too loud up there. And I'm like, no, you cannot do that. You got to treat your clients. Like it's going to, like it's going to grandma's house. Like, it, like right. if you have, if you use coarse language, I swear, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to swear, but when you go hang out with grandma, you, even when I was 22 or whatever, you can shut it off. Mm-hmm. And that's what the way you right. got to right. treat your job. Well, so. well, well place. You can still, Those, you can still swear I around grandma as there. long as you throw it in tactfully. And it's kind of funny or something. Oh God, you know? my grandma was right. like. And really, really old, though. I couldn't swear around her, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> and I, I want to give them uh, kudos in the, that they have right away when there was an issue, they said, no problem, we will okay. take care of okay. it. That sounds to me like super frustrating for you and for them, though, because mm-hmm. if, I've got a, if I've got things where I've got to tear out and redo that's just like such a waste so frustrating on both oh, sides god i mean just get it right right they lose money on it oh yeah, yeah. you know i I have, a, I have to say that one of my favorite clients are those that are really upfront and tell me what they want and they're really clear and not maybe less emotional and less <laughs> passive aggressive because i can't read a mind and if they don't like something you need to let me know, and you need to let me know early on so we can change it if it's something aesthetic or whatever it might be. Structural, mm-hmm. hopefully I got that one right, but, you know. But on the other hand, I love the, my clients that have a strong uh, voice in, in the project, mm-hmm. and they're clear, and they move forward faster. Totally. And so I, I can't imagine, I mean, I would, those contractors, I think, should, should, should appreciate you. I, I love that in a client. Mm-hmm. You- well, the funniest thing was... Um, so at some point, I think when the, um, when the apron didn't fit, and I yeah. had, of course I constantly was taking pictures and sending it to them, I decided to include the president in this group text. I don't think he knew it was from me. And so his reply was, who the hell did yeah. this? Right. And... So I knew right away that there was not going to be an issue. Well, of course there wasn't yeah. going to be an issue. But it is an issue. It is but an it issue is to an have issue. you. You know, like like even if you fix your mistakes, if you're constantly making mistakes and having them fixed, like that just leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Yeah, right, right. Yep. I mean, you're not going to probably use that, hand that name down, out to your friends. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, no. and I couldn't, you know, do the sodding or some of the landscaping we want I yeah it throws the whole project off mm-hmm. yeah so, so um where are you from originally here oh you're from mm-hmm. here i'm from okay because you seem like an east coast person i was thinking chicago <laughs> that's that i got I, I caught just a little bit of that but i guess i was wrong 
Yep. It's, it's the lack of passive aggressiveness. I just think plain aggressive. Like she's <laughs> just straight, straight aggressive. Yeah, it's the directness. You can't be from here. <laughs> I'm not Scandinavian. <laughs> Is that it? Um, no. So, all right. So if, please don't take offense, whoever's out there listening. Um, Oh, there. No one listens. I'm just kidding. I'm not <laughs> Who's Scandinavian? I don't know anyone. Could have been swearing. Oh, you absolutely can. No one gives a shit. It's all good. Uh, no, no, no. We. Uh, I, it's funny. If you are listening, we we would love some feedback. It's very quiet, quiet. Okay. <laughs> we love some feedback. We do have listeners, believe it or not. Oh, I'm sure you. We do. Know, we know that, but um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Even the sk- angry Scandinavians who we. <laughs> Who are our first homeowner guest is now uh, offended. They're not easily offended, are they? Oh, no. <laughs> they wouldn't tell you if they were. Yeah, right. <laughs> I used to have a lot of East Coast clients, and they always thought I was from New York. So Yeah. yeah. I'm, from, I'm from Massachusetts. Right. And, and the way that Mary and I conversate and everything, it feels like somebody from, you know, from New it's England. funny yeah. how different. The way things, you know, way, the way people communicate from different areas. Like, mm-hmm. it is yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Mary, here's, I, mean, I have friends that say, I, I need to find a contractor or a handyman or somebody to do something. What would you tell them? Well, I would tell them, because I find people so differently. Um, well, first, I would obviously call all your friends and get as many referrals. Ask them who was great and who was horrible. I think that <laughs> getting the bad list is a good start <laughs> because you know right away you can check them off. Right. And then um, if you have a real estate agent, I would suggest calling them. That's a because good I, they know a lot of people in the business. And it would be, if you know good agents, um, I think they are they are excellent at networking people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, depending on to kind of where you are at uh, economically, interior designers know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So um, neighbors, you know, because they kind of, yep. we, we all talk. Yeah. Yeah, almost all of that. I mean, in fact, I think everything you just said is word of mouth in some way. Yeah. Yep. Word of mouth mm-hmm. is big. Yeah. yeah, but like I've said, I've had, but those weren't people I actually knew on next door, so I don't know what that's all about. Well, and um, do you do you think there's any difference between like let's say you're doing a you know a five thousand dollar thing or a fifty thousand dollar thing like how yeah. you would search for those people? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's that's what I I've seen too is that um, you know if if you have need of one trade to do one specific thing that doesn't cost very much, eh, Google search it, you know, see who's out there who does that. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where Merrick, and, you, you did a good job of, of putting yourself out as a specialist in a certain thing, mm-hmm. rot, you know, mm-hmm. restoration of old homes, trim, rot repair, that thing. Right. Right. And that's how I found Merrick. One other thing is our hardware store. I'll give them a plug. Um, the uh, Diamond Lake Hardware, uh, Sedegrins on Penn, and the Linden Hills one are all with the same family. Oh. And been around since 
80 or something, they have a list of preferred vendors. And that has been incredibly helpful. Huh. So oh, that's it's, good. it's hard to get on there, apparently, because Mary referred me to them and I haven't heard back. <laughs> well, you, you just got to persist because it depends on who, who, you know, some kid took your name. You yeah, know, so right. going to get on. But I will say when we had some bad painters and um, that they were on the list and I went right to the owner of the hardware store and I said, get them off. Yep. Good. Uh, that's that good. Something. It's better if they're giving somebody's name on. It's their reputation too, so they would appreciate right. that. Right. So. Yeah, I've been on. I, I hadn't thought of that, but I've been on um, preferred installers list at different places, mm-hmm. like the Kohler store in Minneapolis, and yeah. and it made a big difference because I mean I wasn't the only one on it. There were several, mm-hmm. and I didn't always get the jobs or anything. But at least the the homeowners who went into that store and asked the right questions could get a list of three to five people who were known to be good at at the kind of work that they Mm -hmm. were looking for. And our neighbors um, swear by Angie's list. Hmm. They Hmm. say they've always, every single time, have done well by that. I know there are contractors out there who like it. I personally know far more contractors who don't like Angie's list and who find it to be... Um, problematic at best. It was but. eye-opening when I when uh, when Angie's list was had been around for a little bit, and I was standing in line because I was like helping my clients to you know oh, let give them you know about me and yeah. give me a review. And then I was in line at Home Depot, and a couple contractors are talking and going, "God, isn't that isn't that joke that Angie's list is such a joke?" I have all my friends go on there and give me good reviews, and I'm like, <laughs> oh. I, I just didn't really even think about it that way, but I'm getting so you know as a contractor that, that it was eye opening to go oh yeah that's true that probably does happen yeah it, and I think it's it enjoyed a good reputation for a long time because its earliest years yeah. they weren't charging the contractors they were charging the homeowners to be a part of it oh mm-hmm. and when they switched to this model where they'll let us advertise and pay them to get yeah. leads and stuff it really ruined it yeah. but. Yeah. But yeah, I know other people who swear by it too. But. And then yeah. there's another one out there, but all of a sudden you're getting like call after call after call from these people. Yeah, like, they're both on. That's like uh, Thumbtack or one of those. Oh, that's and, that's one of them oh. too. And I'm huh. just like, never again. No, <laughs> no, you know. So, I don't want to be bothered. Anyways, I think. And then the other person we were talking on break that um, my former inspector, real estate inspector. And I went on all inspections with him. And not all agents will do that. But I wanted to know what my understand it. I learned a lot about homes. And um, they have a list of contractors. I hadn't thought of them, but mm. I, I bet that would work. I bet mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's two sides to this. Because you're coming at this from a homeowner's perspective, saying, here's how I would go about finding a contractor and then the other side of it is we're you know if we've got contractors listening it, you can go reach out to the stores that you buy things from or the mm-hmm. inspectors in your area and say look I'm I've been at this I'd like to get on your list I think mm-hmm. that's helpful for them too mm-hmm. well, and they're they're legitimate leads when you get them from the community like that it's better mm-hmm. than just I mean, this was oh, kind of, spe- I mean, the fact leads, that yeah. she found yeah. me, that Mary found me on a Google search and it ended up being a Pretty great rare. client yeah. and a good relationship and everything like 
it's kind of a cold lead. If you get a lead from the local hardware store, like you said, there's a bunch of people in line that are all kind of looking out for yeah, you. Yeah, local. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, Mary, another question I have is, uh, do you or your husband make most of the decisions around the construction projects that you do? I do. And how does that go? Do, have, have you had contractors kind of not give you enough information and think you're not so smart, or have you have you been respected the whole, all the time? Well, it depends on which contractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, the concrete person, yes, they were respectful. Um, Merrick was respectful. We had a um, we had to have our roof redone before you came, and he was not respectful. Mm. And but he was from a different culture, a different country. I don't know if that was had something to do with it. Maybe or could. he wasn't. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and Merrick actually had his because we have a flat roof on our house, and it's a very steep roof. So when your flat roof person came, who was fabulous, he looked and there were some problems. And so when I tried to address those with this owner, the the roof company, he just, he wouldn't do anything about it. Roofing is one, uh, roofing is such a broad spectrum (laughs) thing. I mean... From year to year, one company can have great crews, and then the next year not have great crews. And right. it, it is mm-hmm. it is a really, it I don't know. It's just such a cyclical industry or something. But yeah, I do have a lot of clients that'll say that you know the last contractor would only look at my husband when he was talking when when mm-hmm. when I met with them, and so I've heard that from a not a lot, but you know quite a few of my clients that say. Yeah. I just, you know, I, they just walk in and totally don't even look me in the eye. And the whole conversation is directed toward my husband, who doesn't even give a shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dude, I don't even remember when you first met John. It was a little ways into the project. Right. Yeah. Right. I would say that throughout my career, I've always defaulted to the, the female being the one who's going to be making the decisions. Yeah. And then occasionally been surprised that like, oh, no, Steve is the one, you know, like I, I just really, right. I really didn't expect that. But yeah, yeah it's almost, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's better when there's one person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's very difficult to, um, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've found throughout the years that, um, at least some portion of what I do is like marriage counseling too. (laughs) And you have to be decent at reading people because um, sometimes the person making the decisions isn't, um, isn't like the other person maybe isn't even wanting the project to happen, but it's happening anyway. So you can run into one of them's thrilled with you. And one of them, there's always this awkward tension and it's not really your fault or whatever. Yeah. We'll often ask who's the decision maker, who should we, you know, make the calls Mm -hmm. or, or talk to or communicate with the most. Mm -hmm. We'll keep you all in the loop, but who do we, you know, direct it to mostly? (laughs) Yeah. And they're not always, you know, it's not always male female relationships you can have to yeah you know yeah. people just well, you just have to figure out who's in charge right <laughs> and, Merrick, uh, and john was very happy with with merrick and his crew and yeah we'd always call him the happy crew i mean they were oh. always laughing and happy and yeah. yeah so it was i actually I that's great that is great as crazy as it sounds i missed 
them when they left. Oh, that's a good oh. sign. Yeah. It was like so quiet. We hear that from our clients sometimes too. And or our animals are going to miss your crew so much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we let them out. <laughs> I have a bunch of clients I miss. Yeah. I miss not oh, yeah. seeing them as regularly. I mean, there oh, were times oh, where I was like, sure. oh, God, I hope I don't have to see you again anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> <laughs> not taking that call. <laughs> but no, I have, definitely have a bunch of people that well, I, I. There is some that you're going, yay, they're doing another project. I get yeah, to see totally. them again. Yeah. yeah, we've got a couple. Yeah. We have quite a few this year, but there's a couple that come to mind. And it's, and it's hard to. Uh, to transition from being the person providing you this service to like, hey, did we actually become friends over the last six months? You know, like, are, do you feel the same? Like, I feel like we're friends. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like you two have become, you know, you, you actually enjoyed getting mm-hmm. to know each other over the course of the project. Yeah, very much so. I know. I need to stop by first. We should have coffee soon. Yes, absolutely. I'm there. Yeah, I've got a couple of people I should poke in on and say hi to for no good reason. And it's winter, so you might have a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we've only got a little bit left. We've talked instruction the whole time. You go ahead, Mac. You got another question? Well, I was just, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, I would love to hear some about your real estate. Yeah, I was going to ask what you do for fun. Like, (laughs) you know, like, something. What do I do for fun? (laughs) Yeah, well, or just who, you know, anything about you personally. Like, yeah, I used to be retired. I finally put my license on what we call ICE, meaning I can activate it at any time. And um, I really enjoyed it for a long time. Um, Not to be a you know, Debbie Downer, what their, whatever that term is, <laughs> but it just wasn't as fun anymore. I think the business has changed a lot. Real estate sales. Is that yes, what's yeah. expectation? Less relationship and more, um, just transactional. Mm, sure. Uh, somewhat. And because, um, everything is driven by what they see online and it's like, they want to see it. Well, my ways are to go preview homes sure. and, you know, make sure there aren't, you know, railroad tracks behind the house or something. <laughs> right. You know, right. They just don't understand or a terrible house next door right. that needs to be torn down or whatever. But they just, everything is immediate. And so it just became not as fun for me. But I learned a lot. Well, if Zillow has their way. Oh, I mean, if Zillow has their way, no one will ever need a realtor again. You just find it online, go buy it. But you're making a strong argument for why. Well, Zillow's CEO, you know, on, you know, he overestimated his own home by like 250 grand. Sure. So he was caught doing Uh. that. Prices are totally different. And then when they look on Zillow and it looks like it's active, one time I was with these people, and we were looking at a couple of condos. And she said, well, I want to go look at that one, too. And I'm looking, pull it up, and it's not on MLS. I said, it sold. And she goes, no, no, it didn't. Right, because I on, saw it it's on, on Zillow. Zillow. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I said, you are getting misinformation. So interesting to hear your perspective on that and Zillow. Huh. Well, yeah. I just bought a house, and it was on Zillow. That I was like, you know, I'd put in an offer. 
I was in the whole process and it stayed on Zillow, didn't say pending for like a week. And I'm like, oh my God, somebody's going to come in here and throw more money at this house and I'm going to, you know, lose it, lose it. Well, I think Zillow wants to take over all of the real estate transactions as well. Like, I think that's sort of not just list, Mm -hmm. not just show you what's out there, but also be the the lender and the broker and the and the. And I just don't think real estate agent in the big scheme of things that's ever going to happen. I think there will be a percentage. Sure. But I think um, in certain marketplaces, they are always going to rely on a on a good agent. I think Mm -hmm. you're right, and I think that. Part of what's driving it is um, it's it's happening in construction, too. A lot of the, I would say, I don't know if they're millennials or Gen Z or whatever. I don't know. But younger folks want contactless transaction. Yep. They don't necessarily ever need to or want to meet you. They just no. want to push a button. And then someone shows up, does the thing, and goes away, and you didn't right. even, you didn't even have to deal with them, right. you know. And I think that's even in construction. I'm seeing people sort of entering into that mode, like, yeah, like how can I do this without ever having to talk to you? And there are right. certain things right. like buying that's a house. That's why I'm yeah, it's yeah, changed. It doesn't make sense. And what I would always tell people is, it's a lot more than looking at a house and making an offer and having it accepted. It's getting everything from that point all the way to the closing table right. yeah. where money is exchanged and you have title in hand. That's what makes a difference. Right. And you will not get that from Zillow. You will not get that from a lot of people. Um, but, you know, I was with Keller Williams and we have a great office, very successful. We're the top um, uh, office in the, you know, Twin Cities. Yep. So we sell a lot of property. Yep. So it really. But I think the personal side of it. I think what you're, mm-hmm. you know, just just having someone who can say, look, I, you know, I'd show you that house, but I've been over there, and you don't want you. I know you well enough. You don't want to live there. Yeah. There's a reason, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. And photos make it look really good. Right. Of course. Yeah. And of course. It, it really does come back to the personal touch. In almost, you know, in what we do and, and yes. you know, in what you've done, the personal, knowing somebody personally, recommending somebody personally, having somebody hold your hand through a full transaction from beginning to start on your project or on your house, mm-hmm. it goes a long way. Um, right. Just talking to my accountant and people are trying to say, oh, you know, you got your employee retention credit. Have you made, you know, looks like we can get you a lot of money. Right. Well, they're taking 20%, then they get take, then they get found out they've used too, taken too many quarters into account, right? So they right. so they actually are now going to court without the person that person that just said, you know, here, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not going to meet. I don't even know you, but I can get you through this process. I'm and they're long gone. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, if you never met them and somebody's giving you a call, I said. So I told my account, I'm like, right. I go, I never. She goes, I said, don't worry, I would never. I never trust anybody <laughs> but you <laughs> on anything with numbers. Well, and Love I it. always tried to go the you know, extra mile if I had a listing and that would be getting a contractor in yeah. if it needed to be painted. I had a perfect example. There was a house on the market, beautiful home. And this was, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago and we had it listed at 600. And, but when you walked into the house, it was like little old lady furniture in the corner of a big living room 
huge grand piano on the other side. And I said, you know, I think we might want to redo this a little bit. They really didn't want to. And then the kitchen, you know, bad wallpaper, bad paint, all sorts of things. So nothing was happening. It should have sold. And I said, let's go off the market, and here's what I'd like you to do. I said, I'd like to stage it with a whole different look, paint here, paint, you know, do this, do that. And the next open house, a woman came in. I always remember her. She was from France. And she said, oh, I said, hi. And she goes, well, I think we met before. And I go, yeah, we met here. She goes, no, no, no. I haven't been to this oh, house. It was a different house. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Oh, I've yeah. never been in this house. <laughs> yeah. And I said, no, you were. Yeah. And she goes, oh, my gosh, it looks totally oh. different. And they bought it. Yeah. Oh. So huh. it's always my, you know, nice. go-to story. It's mm -hmm. a great, that's great. Yeah, people, uh, I mean, definitely have a hard time visualizing things as mm -hmm. they could be from what they are or whatever. Yeah, we, right. I know we all deal with that. So. Right. I know that from selling cars, you know, you go in and you vacuum every little crevice and you put some oil on the dash and you fix all little dings and stuff like that. And your car, and your car like sells right away, different thing. even yeah. if it's just as mechanically sound or right. somebody mm -hmm. else could go and vacuum it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Well, um, if there's nothing, I mean, is there anything else we need to go through? No, I'm getting. <laughs> we could, <laughs> I think we, we could did be it. talking for a long time. I, I think. Know, but, I know. Uh, no, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has. Well, Mary, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. You're all so enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> we like we to think, think so. so. Yeah, <laughs> we both yeah. did it. Uh, great. Well. Um, yeah, anything else no, before we go? Or no, we got to get Mary a shirt. Yeah, that's what okay. I was thinking. Oh. I was thinking <laughs> okay, that. I like free things. <laughs> Perfect. Well, we got something for you. <laughs> Although, you know I'm pretty frugal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Thank you. All right, Till next time. Thank you so much for listening to another amazing episode of the most important show out there. Before we go, we want to thank you again for supporting us and for all the lovely things you say about us on social media. Shows like this grow with help from people like you. And remember, keep sending us your questions. We really appreciate the stories and the great insights we gain from our audience. We also want to remind you that you can buy shirts, hats, and more at joecontractorshow.com. Be good to each other, and we'll catch you on the next show.